This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. At the Home Depot, we improve things. This holiday season, we've improved Black Friday. Instead of one day of crazy, we've lowered prices now and they'll stay low all season. From decorations to dishwashers, wreaths to ratchet sets. So sleep in. You're not going to miss Black Friday. Not one little bit. Black Friday improved. The best prices of the year already here at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee, ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Here's the scenario. Your insurance company is denying your long-term disability claim despite the fact that you've paid premiums for years and your own doctor insists that you're not well enough to work. If this sounds familiar, call Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. You'll speak with me, Brian Goldfinger, a licensed and experienced lawyer who practices exclusively on behalf of accident victims, disability claimants, and their families. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. One thirty to one fourteen, a new franchise leader in assists in Kyle Lowry. Eleven tonight, a terrific performance and a resounding win over the Hawks and an eight-game win streak for the Raptors. Hello, I'm Rose Sampson Folk, and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm excited to detail this game for you because it was a joy to watch. Had a lot of fun things going on, but first, and I haven't done this in a few months. If you are so inclined. Feel free to rate this podcast, um, whatever you so choose. If it's five stars, fantastic. Leave a comment below of what you think, whether it's on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you're listening to it, SoundCloud, what have you, CastBox, Stitcher, whatever it ends up being, uh, please rate and review. That would be fantastic. And I don't ask this often, but if you do feel so inclined, that would be great. Really helps the podcast. Thank you very much. So let's jump into the game, 130 to 114. The Raptors had a great start to this one, establishing Pascal Siakam on the inside from the get-go. A really nice post-entry play where he swings across the court, coming in from one side of the block to the other. A couple screens thrown in there. Gets that. Makes a really nice seal on his defender. Goes up. Gets an end one. Terrific start to the game. Started on the right foot. Pascal looks like a you know a menace on the inside. Marcus All. Looking ever so dangerous on the outside with that three-point shot. Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet ready to mix it up in the in-between. Trying to create shots for their teammates. And OG Ananobi, uh, maybe just lurking on the weak side. But definitely in this game, his 
his contributions came more on the defensive side rather than offensive, and I'd like to pay attention to that too. So Pascal gets the start of the game. That's the Raptors scoring. That's great. But on the other side, you have OG blocking a step back three from, from Trey Young, and he blocked three jump shots in that first quarter. Really got after it. Felt like he could lock down almost anybody out on the perimeter. Really allowed the Raptors to play a very aggressive brand of defense as they like to do. And just wanted to highlight that there. He had a terrific start to the game defensively. Pascal Siakam, Marcus All, the duality of big men being able to work on the inside and the outside. And both of them encompassing that a little bit and showing that off in the first couple minutes of this quarter. The Hawks defense really betting on their ability to chase and gamble, not paying off for them early on as the Raptors. Van Vliet in particular doing a pretty good job of giving giving them you know a goose to chase as it were, rotating the defense, finding people for open triples. That was Gasol, that was Siakam, Lowry, whomever early on, and the Raptors really making the Hawks pay for their overzealous defense, sometimes getting their hands on the ball, a deflection or two, but the Raptors Turnovers weren't a problem early, doing a really great job passing around the defense. On the other side, Trey Young had a really tough time getting anywhere on the court. I thought Fred VanVleet did a fantastic job guarding him. The Raptors pretty much straight-up defense for the first little while. VanVleet really threw everything at Young, looked tireless, really could get after him. You know, John Collins, he's a very dynamic and aggressive big man. He was pretty good on the roll. If he found a, a little gap, he's able to shoot for it. And I think he was the top scorer for the Hawks in that first quarter. The only means of reliable offense, I think, because they do, they rely on Trey Young to start and stir things up and create things for their offense. Van Vliet, once again, fantastic job. And even Trey Young being subbed out with almost five minutes left in the first quarter because he, he drew two early fouls. So a little bit problematic for the Hawks. The Raptors, they jump out to a nice lead, 33-23 to after that first quarter. Consistent offense for the Raptors, inconsistent for the Hawks, and, you know, a great start to the game, all things considered. And the start of the second quarter, as far as who was the star there, it was Kyle Lowry, who was fantastic at the start and the finish of that quarter. Really doing a great job of commanding the Raptors' offense, whether it was him recognizing he had, like, a DeAndre Hunter, a Cam Reddish sitting on his heels, and Kyle Lowry was, you know, very, very happy to run into the paint and bowl them over and go in for his patented two-handed jump two inches off the ground layup because he's so physical as a guard. He's so good at carving out space under the basket. He can push big men under there. He can push guards under there. Whoever is waiting in his way, Lowry can get to the bucket. He can make those layups happen. He's doing that early on, playing a little bit of boy ball and really making great passes out of it. One that comes to mind is he found his way into the paint, backed his guy in, then you see him look out beyond the arc. Like, that's where the pass is coming. Terrence Davis starts to sneak baseline. He finds it with a Nolik pass and a dunk. And that was maybe where this was the game. This game was at its most fun, I think. Well, outside of Pascal Siakam, who had a terrific game as well. But this game was at its most fun in, in Lowry's 11 assists, in his ability to pass and dissect what is not a very good Hawks defense. And it's it's a terrific thing to watch. Hell of a game to to become the new franchise leader in assists. And that was where this game was the most fun, as I said before, is Lowry working his magic, showing off his savant-like skills as a passer. One thing that comes to mind as well, outside of that Terrence Davis pass and that dunk, Lowry's coming up the floor on the fast break. The Hawks have overloaded one side of the floor, the strong side. Lowry recognizes that. Ibaka's running to the strong side, which he shouldn't be. 
Lowry identifies the guy who's tagging Ibaka on the way to the rim. He engages him on the strong side, which means that Ibaka can slip free to the rim unimpeded for a wide-open dunk. And that wasn't Ibaka. That was completely Lowry setting all the pieces in motion, throwing a no-look pass that ended up with an Ibaka dunk. Just little things like that, showing off his, you know, his offensive acumen, doing a great job of leading the Raptors in their offense. It was it was a sight to see. On the defensive end, the Raptors, the, the contain on Trey Young had broken down a little bit. He was starting to shake loose some, and the Raptors decided to throw it a couple different zones, whether it was trying on the box and one with Van Vliet as his primary, or throwing a 2-3 zone. They were switching intermittently between the two. You know, the Raptors, they really do like to switch up their schemes, throw a bunch of different stuff at the Hawks, but Trey Young, we saw some of his you know, it's fantastic passing. He's one of the most gifted passers in the NBA. He makes the pass that the viewer doesn't see, kind of like Kyle Lowry. And at no point in his jump, if he leaves his feet, is there a pass that he can't make. He's got, he's you know, he can really whip the ball. It doesn't really matter. No pass seems too, you know, adventurous for him. He'll, he'll get after it. And he was doing a good job of spreading the ball around, making those great passes of driving down into the lane spraying it to the corner for an open shooter and the Hawks sustained some offense off of that and credit to Trey Young to create against a really good Raptors defense that was that was really on in the early parts of the game I thought defending the Raptors pretty well but the Raptors they took that counter punch in the middle of the quarter we saw some split action with Gasol, Siakam and Thomas or Siakam and Davis and I I love the split action up top I love when Gasol is the fulcrum of it we saw that in the middle of the quarter, a couple baskets from that, specifically where they turn it into a pin down and Thomas comes over top. The guy chases, Thomas heads towards the rim, Siakam pops back out, it's a three for Siakam. Just wonderful reading of each other, especially since they don't play together that often, Thomas and Siakam, and Gasol, his gravity making it so that there is a lot of open room at the 45 extended for Siakam and Thomas to work that two-man game, and just little things like that, that the Raptors, Thomas is a little used guard, he can shoot the lights out, but the fact that he can take the ball off the dribble, draw two defenders headed to the rim, and Siakam can pop out and shoot is... There's just so many things that this offense can go to, and that's that's one of them. But the like I said, Lowry had a terrific finish to the quarter. The Raptors outscored the Hawks by two in this frame, going up by 12 into halftime. Good things, all good things so far. And the third quarter felt like it was for the power forwards or the wings, whatever. John Collins and Pascal Siakam are both pretty skilled for that four position. And Pascal Siakam and John Collins, I think they combined for five or six dunks in the frame. And this was, the defenses had definitely loosened up a little bit. Trey Young really turning the Raptors in and out and doing a great job of passing. I think he got up to 13 or 14 assists on the night. The bulk of them coming in that third quarter. And uh, yeah, it's 13 assists on the night. The bulk coming in that third quarter and doing a great job of finding a guy like Collins who was always eager to hang out in the dunker spot. Or even, as I said earlier, to find a gap, even if he's attacking from the three-point line. And Siakam on the other side doing just as well a job to identify post-ups against smaller players, to pass out of those if he received a double, and to attack weak side if the Raptors, when they were passing the ball really well, could open up some of that weak side action for him. One of the huge dunks he had in the game where he swung weak side, Trey Young made a business decision, got it out of the way, Siakam came soaring in for a dunk before that he had an end one and 
it was just his quarter, and he was fantastic from downtown, in the mid-range, in the post, and on the fast break. I thought he did an awesome job of applying his game seamlessly into how the Raptors are running, allowing Kyle Lowry to be the, the pace master, the, the guy who's directing traffic, and to fit in perfectly with that, even while mixing in some ISO elements of his game. It was really pure, really beautiful basketball. The Raptors really whipping the ball around. The, the Hawks keeping pace to a degree. I know Trey Young, he gets to the line a lot. He causes a lot of chaos going downhill, and the Raptors couldn't always stop that. So he was getting to the line, getting into the bonus, and the Raptors doing their best to stop that, but also playing off of him a little bit, which meant that more passes opened up, and he was able to get a couple shots off as well. So they were keeping pace a little bit, but at the end of that quarter... We saw Gasol tweak that same hamstring. He had to leave the game with hamstring tightness, and that meant that the Raptors got a technical foul, which I had never seen before, that type of technical, but Gasol left the floor without doing the proper substitution routine. He went straight to the locker room, and I guess that was uh, a faux pas of sorts. Nick Nurse was pretty upset with it. He, he was not a fan, but the Raptors, they held it together. Hopefully, Gasol is good. Hopefully, it's just tightness, but probably going to see him with a couple games off which is a good thing I guess I mean the Raptors don't have a super meaty schedule if he's back for the Pacers game so he can deal with Sabonis I think that'll be big otherwise the games in between I don't know how important it'll be to have Gasol of course it's always nice just watching the game you can see how important he is the offense and defense just the way the game flows sometimes when he's operated in some actions is unbelievable he really the ceiling of this Raptors team, it, it's it soars when he's around, and that's that's definitely a big deal. So hopefully he's better. If he's if he can come back next game, that is ideal, of course. But if he needs a couple games off, it shouldn't kill the Raptors at this point. It wasn't reported as a strain, just hamstrings tightness. So hopefully it's not a lingering thing. Hopefully he can just rest it and it can get better. And the fourth quarter, which started off with a 10-0 run for the Raptors, in which they fully, they galloped out. That was the end of the game. They weren't planning on giving up that lead, even though they have been kind of prone to giving up leads of, of sorts. We've seen it over the past couple games. It has been maybe a worrying trend, kind of, but didn't happen this game. Kyle Lowry stayed in, which might have something to do with it, and the Raptors turned an eye towards the franchise record and assists. Lowry needed, I believe, 10 in the game to get there. He finished with 11. And the fourth quarter for the first half of it was the the Kyle Lowry show in which you could see they were playing this really spread out, spaced out offense. They're pushing in transition every time. Lots of guys leaking out. The Raptors gave up, you know, a bevy of offensive rebounds in this quarter because everybody's leaking out trying to be the wide receiver to Lowry's, you know, quarterback. And understandably so. They wanted to get Lowry the record at home. They wanted him to be able to celebrate it. He did end up getting it on a touchdown pass to Terrence Davis the second, And, you know, a fantastic finish from Terrence Davis scooting to the other side of the rim. Lowry, they didn't announce it immediately after, but checked out. They finally, during a television timeout, I believe they had Lowry. They announced it. They showed on the scoreboard and everything. And Lowry walks to midcourt and daps up Vince Carter. It was a nice moment. And the Raptors, you know, they hung in in the garbage time. The Hawks did that same thing that they did last time, I believe, before the Raptors beat them 122 to 117, I think. 
where the Hawks broke off this nasty 13-0 run while doing full-court press. The Raptors had that figured out this time. It didn't worry them so much, and the Hawks waited until maybe the last 2 minutes, 20 seconds to employ that. It wasn't too much of worry, but the Raptors, they walk out of there 130-114. Lowry, 12-8-11, near triple-double. Pascal Siakam, 24 points, 9 rebounds. Serge Ibaka, dependable as ever, 24-10. and 10. A very sneaky 24-10 and 10 that you might not have even noticed. And Terrence Davis, 15-6. and 6. And reliable on the glass, of course. Offensive and defensive. He, he brings a lot in that, in that category. And the Reggie Evans Award, which is for the player who hustles and really embodies the ethos that that drove Reggie Evans' game where he was averaging somewhere close to 14 or 15 rebounds a game with the Raptors, four points when he was a starting center for however long. And I think that belongs to Fred Van Vliet for this game. He did a terrific job of guarding Trey Young. Trey Young got loose for a lot of points the, rap, the last time the Raptors played, a lot of assists as well. In Trey Young's last game, he had, what, 40 and 15, something close to that. He's, you know, he's been a wrecking ball for defenses. He's really tough cover, and I thought that Fred VanVleet did a terrific job of putting the clamps on. And on the other side, you know, 19 points, worked well as a spot-up shooter in the offense, only two turnovers. It He did a great job, and I know Kyle Lowry was this gaudy plus 32. The Raptors were killing the Hawks when he was on the floor because the Hawks' defense, not so easily dissected, but easily so by Kyle Lowry. They they really fell apart when Lowry was running things. And the Raptors, you know, they recognize that, obviously. But Lowry, 32 minutes plus 32, should add that in there as well. But Reggie Evans Award, definitively for Fred Van Vliet for the work he put in on Trey Young. And the top quick reaction comment from Niagara underscore dude, a frequent commenter on Raptors Republic, says... Still remember when Lowry first arrived in Toronto. For some of the bonehead moves Brian made, trading for Lowry was not one of them. Been a pleasure watching this guy play. Yeah, a first round pick that ended up being Steven Adams and Gary Forbes go to Houston and out comes Kyle Lowry, number three at the time playing for the Raptors, eventually number seven. One of the guys who, you know, famously didn't take over Jose Calderon's role initially, which happened to TJ Ford, which happened to a litany of point guards. Jose Calderon was unbeaten in that regard but Lowry eventually getting the starting point guard position in what is maybe the most important thing to happen to the Raptors Vince Carter his ascension is obviously attached to the Raptors success and maybe their staying power as a franchise and that's important of course but the trade for Lowry looms large is one of the most important parts of the Raptors history and it is still going on it's not finished Lowry continues to do things and if you asked him, he would say he's doing his damnedest to win another one this year, to bring another chip and to, to bring all the glory he can. So, And he signed on for another year after that, too. So we'll see. Lowry, I, I love the guy. I'm very happy to have him playing on the team I cover. I've, I've appreciated his game for so long. He's been underappreciated for so long. And there's a reason I wrote the far too early Hall of Fame pitch for Kyle Lowry this summer because I believe that's where he's headed at the end of his career. But fun game, 130 to 114, Raptors win. Thank you very much for listening, whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye. Give the gift of well-being with Spa Finder, the world's best-selling spa gift card and the perfect gift this holiday season from family members and friends to those last-minute coworker or client gifts. SpaFinder gift cards are a convenient and thoughtful option you can't go wrong with. 
The Spa Finder Network includes thousands of spas, salons, and fitness studios all over the U.S. with services like massages, blowouts, mani-pedis, even yoga. Or check out the Spa Finder Wellness Shop to buy skincare, beauty, and wellness apparel from the comfort of home. With Spa Finder, the possibilities are endless. Gift some me time to someone you love and pick one up for yourself along the way. Go to spafinder.com slash podcast15 to save 15% off gift cards of $100 or more. Or enter the promo code podcast15 at checkout. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee. Ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.